You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. So you think you've got what it takes to join the Alliance. Can you say the same thing when you're pitted against the Emperor's legions of stormtroopers, led by his Sith Enforcer Darth Vader? Mind you, this is the Empire that wiped out the Jedi Order and took over the Republic in a near-perfect coup. The course you will take is a dangerous one, and we are vastly outnumbered. We need beings of courage, intelligence, and strength of will. Commanders Michael Cohen and Matthew Prenke are waiting to debrief you. As veterans of the Clone Wars, they are some of the best. They even survived the Jedi Purge. You are fighting for freedom and hope now. So go on, get moving. Oh, and Rookie, welcome to the Rebellion. Hello and welcome back to Rebel Cells Clone Wars Special Edition for the Clone Wars episodes a Downfall of a Droid and Duel of the Droids. I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen, and with me as always, my faithful co-pilot, Matt the Crankster Cranky. Hey, what's going on, Mike and Clone Wars fans? Good to be back talking some uh, Clone Wars Special Edition here, Season 1, uh, on our way to mm-hmm. uh, you know Star Wars Resistance in the fall here, so we're yep. chugging along, but... Uh, I tell you what, Mike, uh, we made it uh, 24 hours from about, I guess, right about now. 24 yeah. hours. New yes. Star Wars movie coming out. So uh, yes, we made it pretty excited. I uh, got my tickets yep. and good seats and uh, it's all systems go, man. Looking forward to it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, like we said last week, uh, I hope that we're part of your uh, solo day. If you're on the way to the movie yeah. or you've just finished it, um, I hope that you guys are all having an awesome Star Wars filled day, just like we will be. Uh, I cannot wait. I'm so excited for it. Um, and of course, you guys will be able to hear us on uh, the spoiler cast, the exclusive Thunderquack podcast network spoiler cast um on probably like tuesday it'll probably go up i think um yeah i matt and i are going to be joined uh i hopefully i I mean more than likely by lauren galloway from uh from fandom uh a writer over there at fandom.com and uh and then i i think we're gonna also have a spoiler cast on our YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash Thunderquack Podcast Network with uh, Tim, Kyle, and Paul. So um, look forward to those uh, coming soon uh, next week. And, uh, of course, if you want to hear Matt and I, um, that's going to be the exclusive one over on patreon.com slash Thunderquack. So just a heads up on that. But uh, look forward to some spoiler casts. Uh, I can't wait. I can't yeah. wait, man. I'm so excited about this movie. It's it's out of control. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. first, you know, we got we got to talk about Clone Wars, and we've got a little yeah. bit of news. Uh, so let's sure. jump into the news. 
Um, so uh, big news is that Galaxy's Edge has some opening date windows, let's call them, um, release windows. Uh, so Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland will be opening summer of 2019, so that's about a year from now. Uh, and then uh, in Disney World, uh, uh, late fall 2019. So um, Star Wars Star Wars Land, Galaxy's Edge, coming to both parks uh, I, in the sort of, the, I think, probably the second half of next year. Um, mm-hmm. I'm guessing that summer 2019 is probably going to look something like July or August. Um, right. but, uh, yeah, it's pretty exciting. I, it's, uh, it's, uh, I, 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 I can't wait for this either. This is, this is really high up on my list, higher than Star Wars Celebration personally. Um, mm-hmm. so I'm really excited to see more of this and to get closer and, uh, and to eventually experience it for ourselves. Uh, yeah. Sure, for sure. You know, it's funny. Uh, last week we mentioned um, celebration, and mm-hmm. we thought, oh, maybe it's because this thing wasn't going to be ready. And it turns out, um, it looks like it's going to be ready. And and so I'm still questioning even more now that mm-hmm. I know this is coming out in the summer. It's like, wow, what an opportunity to have you know the celebration in Anaheim and, yeah. and and maybe push it off, not do it in April, do it with with this summer release of Galaxy's Edge and. Man, I mean, just so many things lined up. I'm still kind of shake, uh, scratch my head as to as to what's going on. But maybe it's just the fact they wanted to move this thing around and, and give somebody else a shot. I have no other. I haven't read anything. I haven't heard anything of why they chose. I know this place in Chicago is supposed to be big, um, yeah. but I don't. I don't remember it being that big of a problem in Anaheim. Uh, you know, as far as the panels and everything, um, they had overflow rooms that you could watch stuff like obviously the big panel, you know? So I don't, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. But you know what you and I, along with everybody that we were with, we, uh, uh, the only people with us that, that were the exception to this were the Blantons, mm-hmm. but we were not part of the, the mad rushes. Right. Yeah. Like we right. got up, had breakfast, got ourselves all ready, went over as a crew and uh, we were getting to the convention center at like 10 o'clock in the morning. Right. And there were people that had been there since like five. Right? right. So I think that by the time that we rolled in, the doors have been open for half an hour or so. Um, everything's kind of going on. There are panels starting up. So people are kind of moving in, on into their things. But, man, that show floor, as opposed to past celebrations that I've been to, that show floor was out of control. You couldn't, you couldn't move. Yeah, that's couldn't true. Get You're right about that. The, that's true. The Star Wars yeah. Celebration store was impossible to the point that, yeah. like, I didn't even buy anything from them because I didn't get in there until, I think, like, the last day. And everything good was gone by then. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I The more I talk about those logistics of Star Wars Celebration, the less I actually want to be there. <laughs> So I I don't know and maybe maybe they're they're that's one of the reasons why they've moved and that's why they're they're going to be in Chicago so that those problems aren't as big of a deal but mm-hmm. I'll tell you man I am just not I'm not one of those fans like I love swag and I love exclusives and I love uh the experience of it just like everybody else but 
I just, I don't know, man, I'm too old to, to get up at five in the morning and stand in those lines mm-hmm. for, with the hope that I'm going to get, you know, something special out of it. Um, that just doesn't, think, that just doesn't do yeah. it for me, you know? No, I, I hear you because you're right. I, I, I was thinking that earlier too. It's like, yeah, I do remember the show floor as far as getting stuff and looking at all the, you know, the, the boost and all that, that was pretty crazy, pretty, pretty packed. But as far as like the panels and stuff, I don't, I don't remember it being too bad. I mean, like I said, we got into mm-hmm. the main one, which was the force awakens panel. Um, we were in the overflow room, which was fine. Yeah. Um, like you said, we got there a little later. We didn't queue up early. Like a lot of other people did to get into the main room. So, um, but maybe, maybe it is part of this thing is it needs to be bigger because I can imagine these, these, um, conventions are just getting bigger and bigger and I know I don't know Orlando. I heard a lot of people talking that it was kind of a step backwards. I think the last time it was in Orlando, just yeah. there was a ton of problems, right? I remember hearing that. So um, yeah, you know what? It's it's too far for me to go. I think, and and especially now, like we talked about last week with the streaming, that's all I want. I just want to be able to stream these main panels. Uh, yeah, you're gonna miss out on the camaraderie. That that's kind of the fun thing about it, just hanging out and going somewhere and and the whole Star Wars vibe. But um, but hey. If, if the alternative is Galaxy's Edge, I'm, that's it's all good, right? You know what I mean. So that's exactly uh, it, right? Yeah, is that yeah. like I I don't know. Um, I I don't I don't want to add to the echo chamber of the like oh Chicago gross. Like, I don't have a problem with Chicago yeah. as as a as a destination. I don't personally have um. I don't know. There's not really a reason for me to go to Chicago. Like there is a reason for me to go to Orlando or Anaheim, obviously, because mm-hmm. I want to also go to the Disney parks and universal, whatever. Um, right. The only thing in, in, um, in Chicago that I, that would really matter to me would be uh, Portillo's hot dogs, but they have that in Anaheim as well. Uh, <laughs> although I've never been, but it's a, it's a big thing. If you, if anybody listening to this also, uh, is a fan of kind of funny, uh, I, uh, Greg Miller is from Chicago or the, just outside Chicago and Portillo's is like one of his favorite things. So that would be a cool thing. Cause they're like his pictures up there. So that would be a cool thing to go there and take a picture with his picture and have a hot dog and, uh, all that sort of thing. But, <laughs> uh, and, and then the only, the only other thing that I can think is the field museum, um, which is uh, uh, one of the best uh, dinosaur museums, oh, yeah, yeah. like like with with fossils and stuff like that. It's one of the best in in the world. So, um, yeah, I mean, like I would love to go to the Field Museum, but I just don't know. Like, it's if it were just me, you know, like if this were if we were back in 2010, I'd be there in a heartbeat. If it were just me. Right. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have to worry about Crystal and Kara and uh, and 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 all of the the extra um, uh, responsibilities and, and sort of planning that comes along with carting your whole family along. So, like, I think that that for me, like if if we're in Anaheim, if we're in California, it's it's so easy because, you know, like, well, we're also going to go to Disneyland. We're also going to going to, you know, kind of do these other things that we like to do in California um, it's just more familiar, I guess. Um, yeah. I'm sure that everybody is going to have an awesome time in Chicago. Like that's the thing is that, um, there's been a lot of negativity about, about that location. Um, I'm not, I don't want to be negative about it. I'm just, I'm just probably not going to go. 
right? Mm-hmm. Like it's not it's not anything against Chicago, I guess is what I want to say. But right. um, and I don't think that should be the reason that anybody doesn't go. You know, like these sort of ignorant people talking about like like oh Chicago's got so much crime. Look, Anaheim's not exactly crime free either. Uh, California's got some issues, especially Southern California. Dude, I uh, work in the, one of the most violent cities in the world. So, yeah. not in the world, but you know, I mean, in, in the states. Yeah. You're right. It was. It's more like, yeah, if you go searching out the bad spots, exactly. you're gonna find them. Exactly. You know, you're gonna be in a you're gonna be in a a hotel and a convention the whole time. You're not gonna get around anybody that's. Uh, yeah, stay yeah, out you'll, of the. You'll be fine. You'll stay be out fine. of the back alleys. Don't yeah, go out fine. after two in the morning, and I think you'll be okay. Right. Yeah, <laughs> stay to the well lit streets around the convention center. Um, yeah. Don't travel alone. Travel in groups. Uh, it's super simple stuff, but that's the exact same thing that I would say to you if you were going to be out in Orlando or Anaheim. So, right. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. or even Denver, which, uh, you know, like that was one of the other places that people were kind of expecting. Cause that's, that's Denver's where it started, right? No, uh, Indianapolis, Indianapolis was where it started, but there was one in Denver in, in the right. past, I think like. Oh, C2 yeah, it was or like, C3 or something like that. I think it was two, yeah. Yeah, right. it was in Denver. So people were kind of excited. And it's like any city, if you were in Vancouver, I, I would say, like, you know, stay to the stay to the nice parts of town. <laughs> don't travel alone. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. People are being kind of silly about that stuff. But, uh, but like we were saying, if I got to choose, which I do, I have to choose one or the other, especially with them being April and then sometime in the summer. Um I'm sorry, but I got to like Galaxy's Edge is immersive. It's like there's rides, there's Yeah. Man, and I really hope, I really really hope that we can I uh, get there for like like the opening or maybe even if there's like preview events or something like that that mm-hmm. as part of Star Wars uh, I, uh, press as the Star Wars fan community that hopefully we can get in there and check that out. Um, yeah. In advance, uh, of of the crowds and stuff, so that we can kind of report back to everybody and be like, "This is what, this is the cool stuff, right?" But mm-hmm. you know, it's gonna be crazy. Yeah. It's gonna be crazy. But I'm almost like that's as opposed to Star Wars Celebration, where I know like it's gonna be crazy and it's gonna be crazy because people want to like, oh, they got I got I gotta go find that you know 1997 Power of the Force Luke Skywalker figure at a vendor. So I'm going to, you know, be scouring the hall. It's like, okay, that's, that's a, that like, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. But like, as opposed to that crazy, it's going to be the, like, I got to ride that ride again. I got to see Hondo. I got to get a picture with Luke Skywalker. I got to like <laughs> the, the energies I think are going to be kind of different. And, and as much as I don't want to deal with the, the vendor hall, like the ex- exhibition hall and all of that stuff at Star Wars celebration, I am totally down for the crowd at at Galaxy's Edge because I just think it's gonna be I don't know like I I, I just I love Disneyland right um, yeah and oh, uh, yeah. and the thing about that is I think I think one of the cool things is that the park's gonna be so busy but it's gonna be so focused in Galaxy's Edge that you'll be able to like if you're okay this is too much break off head out into Fantasyland or, you know, Toontown or something like that, and it'll be nice and chill um, because everybody's going to be all about the Star Wars stuff. So, like, you know, the rest of Disneyland is still there if <laughs> if yeah. Galaxy's Edge is right. too crowded, right? 
that well, said, that was my, you know, yeah. like I'm going to, I'm going to set up camp in the cantina and just <laughs> role yeah. play the whole day away and just be like, yeah, I don't like you either. I, just knocking kids <laughs> over and getting in fights. How you doing bit. Chewbacca? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, uh, that's exactly what I was going to say was not only is it, you know, galaxy's edge, but you got a whole part there plus if you wanted to you can go across the way and you got uh, california adventure yeah. to do so i mean there's just tons of stuff it's not gonna be just that so i mean like you said just so many other things to do there uh so yeah it's it's looking forward to it like i said last time i was there was with you guys in 2015 and I've, we've kind of like as soon as i knew this was coming whenever we found out this was coming last year whatever it was i was like okay we're gonna put off going to disneyland because we almost yeah. thought about going this year or something but like you know let's just wait give it another year and hopefully this galaxy's edge thing will kick in. And, yeah. and so it's funny. Cause so, yeah, I, yeah. I, we are going this year, but are you? I, okay. yeah. It, and I think like part of that is that I want to go one more time before, um, mm. before my entire trip to Disneyland is dominated by galaxy's edge. <laughs> so let's go one more time. I take Cara for her first time and, uh, and really just enjoy Disneyland. And then the next time that we go, it's going to be all Star Wars all the time. So, um, yeah, no, I, I, I'm very excited for the opening of Galaxy's Edge. And that is my priority for next yeah. year. That's the that's the high priority uh, vacation. Um, yeah. And I want, you know, I want to be able to be there for a few days and, and uh, really take it in and and uh, and enjoy it and all that sort of thing. So. Yeah. Um, something cool to look forward to in 2019. But uh, if you can't wait that long, uh, there's something pretty cool coming this Friday. Uh, and that's a, a new Forces of Destiny oh, yeah. standalone, like a one shot episode being released featuring Kira from uh, Solo, a Star Wars story. So that's, I was wondering if they were going to do this, if we were going to get some more Forces of Destiny episodes um, I, along with the Solo release. And uh, and we will be we'll be getting uh, I as far as I've read we get we're getting one episode um, that it'll be airing as part of uh, Forces of Destiny special episode thing on um, on Disney Channel, but then there it'll also be a standalone episode on uh, on YouTube as well on the Disney Channel YouTube on Friday. So uh, that's something really cool to look forward to. I'm very excited about that. I. Uh, uh, so hopefully it'll be a good tie-in to the movie and uh, yeah. something to look forward to. Um, Is this a two-minute, one of those two to three-minute uh, yeah. type episodes? Okay. Yeah. Got yeah. It. But, uh, but you know, if if the last batch are any indicator, and I know we've been really remiss in covering uh, Forces of Destiny, and it's just been a scheduling thing. But um, eventually we'll go back and we're, we have to cover the second half of Season 1 as well as the entirety of Season 2. But... Um, the the latter half of season two that we just got a little while ago on on Force Friday, beginning of the month was phenomenal. It was so good. Uh, from the Luke episode to the the Ahsoka episode with with Ezra, just so great. Um, mm. Yeah, like they the it's we're gonna talk about it a little bit on this one. I I Clone Wars got better as it went but it it kind of it kind of took like a year or two before it really started to learn some of its lessons um the the shortness of these forces of destiny episodes 
means that they're able to kind of pivot and and um learn from their mistakes a lot faster and so you've what you've seen is you know we've gotten two seasons uh as they've referred to them but it's really kind of almost been broken into four and with every one of these chunks they're getting like iteratively better and better and better and better so where they're at right now i think is really great and they're doing some really cool stuff and i'm really excited to see what the future is going to hold for forces of destiny because i think that it's a really great show um, and a really great concept i love that it's just these bite-sized uh little star wars stories um and obviously i love the focus on on those female characters um who don't get enough focus in some of the other uh, uh storytelling mediums right so mm-hmm. um yeah like i it, i'm 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 excited for this one because i'm excited for solo and i've been i'm gonna walk out of that theater probably wanting to know more about yeah, the characters yeah. and and you know we're gonna get that right there and then along with that friday is gonna bring an onslaught of uh of of new star wars books you know like visual dictionary for solo and and yeah. um all sorts of stuff like that so uh yeah it should be a cool cool weekend to be a star wars fan i think you know it's Definitely. it's crazy right we just had a new star wars movie and here we are and we've got <laughs> another one tomorrow another one. yeah to the point where like it's almost not even a big deal because it's so close to the other one but it's yeah i don't know i'm I, yeah the only thing spoiled. different about this one yeah is that the the pre the um like the premieres and stuff happened you know, so much, not so much sooner, but what, a week or so sooner than the other one. So you're yeah. like, dang, when is this thing going to get here? People have seen this thing two weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago. I'm still waiting. So, yeah, it's, uh, but no, it's, it's good. You know what? As far as these, of course, the Destiny, God, I got to, I got to get on those, but I keep, I keep watching Cobra Kai. So I got to cross Cobra Kai. <laughs> I'm I, almost done Cobra, Cobra Kai as well. <laughs> Quick yeah. tangent. Cobra Kai yeah. is awesome. It's pretty, pretty Capital good, yeah. A, awesome. I love this show so yeah. much to the point that i think uh and and since you're watching cobra kai matt i think you and i are gonna have to do a cobra kai spoiler cast for yeah I'll do it. Shoot. yeah i think we need fun. to get into that because i'm such a big fan of karate kid um yeah. and this show is basically the first karate kid movie but with some of the roles kind of reversed it's and kind of reversed yeah um sure. and instead of it being a 2 hour movie they let they really let it play out and so the development the character development and the the um just the storytelling has so much room to breathe and uh, and i really i just, i think they've done just such a freaking great job it's really really impressive um yeah it is. Yeah. And yeah, like the budget is very obvious, you know, it's a YouTube red show. So it's not, it's not, you know, uh, it's not like it's a Netflix show or an yeah. HBO show or something like that. It definitely looks like it was shot on a budget, but, um, they use every penny of the budget that they have. Um, and they, and they really, it, it, despite some of the, the camera work and, and sort of quality issues and sort of, uh, uh production mm-hmm. quality, uh, type um, deficits that it might have, they make up for it in in writing because I do think it is just it's pitch perfect, Karate Kid. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Yeah, you watch Karate Kid one, two, yeah. three. If you really want to, you could watch the next Karate Kid, um, and then uh, and then jump into Cobra Kai. But you don't even have to. The thing that I love so much about it is that there's so much of 
the original story interspersed throughout the season that yeah. like even if the, Ooh, if this is your first experience you'll get yeah. that story right, right. So i i think they've done such an awesome job i'm i'm really really into it right now and uh, and i'm oh, going to yeah. be telling everybody <laughs> to check it out yeah. and and here's here's how you know that i like it okay cuz matt what you what do you pay for youtube red like 10 dollars a month or something like that Ours is uh, it just went up, but um, okay. when I got on, it was uh, it was I think ten, yeah, nine bucks. Yeah. yeah. So uh, in Canada, we don't have YouTube Red, but if I want to watch a YouTube Red show, I can. I just have to pay for each episode individually. Mm-hmm. Two dollars and fifty cents an episode. Yeah. I watched the first episode of Cobra Kai and was like, "Here's my money. Like here it is." <laughs> Let's go. And I am not disappointed. It was money well spent. Um, so yeah, like it, cause I, the first two episodes are free. So I, and there's 10 episodes. So I had to buy episode three to 10. So that's right. eight episodes at two fifty each. Like that's not cheap. That wasn't cheap. That was, that was actually a pretty decent chunk of money to throw down for it. But, um, and it's not like I get like, I can't like download them or something like they're on YouTube. So it's not like I own anything. I just have access to them. Um, but, but like I said, I think worth every penny. So I think that people should, should make the effort. Well, like you said, the the first two were free. So it's like, you know, it's like drugs, man. They hook you with the free one (laughs) and then, uh, boom, you just, you can't stop. You're just like, I gotta watch the next one. I'm, I'm, uh, I think three episodes away from finishing it. I've been kind of, I kind of ran through the first like five pretty quick. I'm like, you know yeah. what? I'm gonna I'm gonna slow this down. I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy this. And you want to savor I've been it? Just, yeah. yeah, I'm kind of savoring it a little bit. So, uh, but yeah, you know, it's like I said, it's kind of been yeah. I was put, my I, stuff lately. Yeah. I was just putting it off and putting it off and putting it off, and then I finally started. And once I started, I was like, no, I gotta finish this. <laughs> um, but we'll talk about that again. Yeah, yeah this like, is not a Cobra Kai <laughs> podcast. This is a Star Wars <laughs> Clone Wars special edition podcast. Yes. Uh, so let's get into our first episode of the two that we're covering tonight, Downfall of a Droid. All right. It's time for the Rebel Cells Clone Wars Special Edition recap. Is it civilized? Uh, that depends on your definition of civilized. I'm enjoying this far too much. And like you said, Mike, downfall of Droid. We're going to start with that. Director Rob Coleman, writer George Christick, and the tag is trusting your friends, or the fortune cookie, trusting your friends, and they'll have reason to trust you. So I'll take the first couple here. General Anakin Skywalker is charged with protecting the planet Bothwai uh, from the Separatists. His task force of Republic cruisers awaits the enemy. Via hologram, Obi-Wan Kenobi warns Anakin and Ahsoka that they are outnumbered by the approaching Separatist force. But Anakin has a plan up his sleeve to deal with General Grievous. So the beginning here, Mike, uh, Grievous, he's been, um, I've noticed here with this rewatch that he played, he's been playing a fairly large part in this first uh, early, you know, season here, or the first episodes of this early, early seasons here. Uh, and he's doing some damage, you know, he's, uh, he's really kind of messed up the Outer Rim, as they say in the episode, and the Outer Rim is in jeopardy. Uh, and as he's headed for Anakin's fleet here, like it says here, uh, Obi-Wan and Ahsoka are like, you know, maybe you know, he's doing some damage. He's doing – we might need to step back a little bit and regroup. And Anakin, of course, Anakin 
he's not all for it. You know, there's, Anakin can't do a retreat. That's not his. That's not his style. He wants to uh, charge in, and especially yeah. with Grievous. Now they really want Grievous. So, um, but yeah, it's just like Grievous is kind of taking hold. Mike, any uh, any uh, thoughts on this beginning here, where they're at? No, yeah, I mean, yeah, th- this this uh, two parter definitely is focusing very heavily on Grievous. Um, Grievous was a big part of, uh, the malevolence trilogy, obviously, um, thus far he has appeared in every single episode as well as he's in the movie, right? Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, I, I, Grievous being the only character so far that has appeared in every episode, um, up until this point. And I, I, it, it gets to a point in the season where you get a little bit tired of Grievous cutting and running. Um, and you well, yeah, that's that another thing. Yeah. <laughs> in season two and three, yeah. they start introducing some other characters, some other villains, so that we're not always dealing with General Grievous. But mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's okay, because one of the things is that is that chronologically, this, these don't all happen in order, right? So some of these, some of these skirmishes True. are kind of happening at different points right. in time. But I, yeah, I, I, Grievous is definitely the main villain in season one, and uh, uh, it's 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 very noticeable. <laughs> but it's okay because we end the season with Cad Bane, and then Cad Bane becomes one of the cooler ones. Man, that is a character that like very disappointed he never came back in Star Wars. Rebels, yeah, but I yeah I kept waiting. You know? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Maybe we'll see him eventually, but uh, in in something maybe in one of the upcoming things. Man, how cool would it be if he shows up in? in uh in resistance um he totally yeah. did it'd be great mm. oh uh, man oh yeah cool i we're, we're at grievous's warships yep i grievous's warships arrive under and enter bothwise dense asteroid field it's an unusual maneuver but it prevents the republic from surrounding his ships and targeting their unprotected rear sector rear sections i'm gonna continue here uh, anakin skywalker as gold leader commands a squadron of clone fighters into battle Space erupts with explosions and laser blasts as the starfighters and battleships close. So one of my favorite things about season one mm-hmm. is that the starfighter of choice for the clones is the V-19 Torrent, one of mm-hmm. my all-time favorite Star Wars starfighters. Uh, mm-hmm. I love the Torrent. And the first time we saw the Torrent was in the uh, Gendy Tartakovsky Clone Wars series. But... Um, yeah, we don't we don't get to see nearly enough of them, and they kind of phase out later on in the in the series. But uh, I I there's some pretty cool moments in this episode with them. I just I the thing that I love about the torrents is the the um that tidarium. It's basically yeah. they're basically like a tidarium upside down, right? upside down. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and I just like I love that concept because like when they're landed, the fin is pointing up. And the wings are collapsed inward, right, to the top. So it looks very much like a landed shuttle Tidarium. And then when they take off, those wings fold out and the and the fin flips from a dorsal fin to a to a oh I can't think of the word right now. Ventral. Oh, okay. Yeah, ventral mm-hmm. fin. Um I think it's ventral. I uh, yeah, and I uh, I yeah, I love I, I it's 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 that aspect of the X-wing, the B-wing, you know, mm. I 
it is like um, the arc 170s right yeah. like that that moment of like transformation uh and there's just something really cool about that i don't know what it is i don't know what it is but you know it's i there's also like a reality to it because like like jet fighters do that as well right like they have they have like their cruising mode and then like the wings kind of uh expand out um mm. for combat and that sort of thing and uh so that there's more maneuverability and less speed um yeah i just i i don't know i i love i just love that idea of like a transforming starship and it's funny because whenever i would build lego uh, one of the most important thing there were two things that were always super important to me whenever I'd be building a Lego ship or car or whatever, um, any kind of vehicle, and that's uh, that it has like uh, multiple modes, and that you get a magnet in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those are the two things that were always super important right? to me. And if you yeah. can combine those two things together, that's even better. Um, and the V nineteen <laughs> Torrent has has that that alternate mode. Um, and that's such a classic Star Wars thing. Like I said, Locke S foils into attack position, right? That's there yeah. that like that first time in the Battle of Yavin, when 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 uh, Red Leader calls that is a Locke S foils into attack position, and every and all the the X wings start going and like just like yeah. popping out, and they they mm. they become X wings for the first time. Um, yeah. That's one of the coolest moments in all of Star Wars. Like hands down, like top five, top five. It's so good because that's just one of those moments where you're like, "All right, it's about to happen. Like something's about <laughs> to go down, and these here. guys are ready for battle, right?" Um, and then, as you know, the Battle of Yavin is one of the one of the best battles in all of Star Wars. So you think that shot, especially is... special edition? Yeah, well, I was just gonna say that. I I think uh, you know that that's one of the things the special edition when you see that shot where he adds mm-hmm. you know more fighters in there it gives it a little more dense with with x-wings yeah and that shot that you're saying it just makes it a little, it makes it uh that much better it's all uh, it, it is always one of my biggest me, defenses yeah. of the special editions because there's a lot of reasons to kind of gripe about the special editions han shooting first um especially like when you get into like the blu-ray ones the vader no and mm-hmm. uh obi-wan's howl changing although i prefer the howl the crate call in the special edition. I do to too. Yeah, I like that. The original yeah. and especially the Blu-ray one drives me nuts. I hate yeah. that one. Um, yeah, no, I like the special edition one. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, like the thing about the special editions is that, like, yeah, okay, so a new hope. You know, you get the Jabba scene. It's redundant because it covers a lot of dialogue that's in the Greedo scene, and um, you know, like the the some of that stuff. The 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 Rontos and the droids and stuff like that on the approach to, to uh, most nicely are all a little bit much at times, but the X-Wing battle is light years beyond um, mm-hmm. what what's in the original movie. If you watch them side by side, uh, first of all, you can't because there's like, there's extra footage. There's extra uh, uh, um action in the special edition that's not in the original and then the motion of the ships and stuff is just so much better um as great as the original is and as important as it is for film history the special edition does it better um and then on top of that you go on to empire there's nothing out of place nothing that is altered or changed in empire is is 
um, is bad. Uh, mm-hmm. And the Blu-ray version of that is the best version because they cleaned up several things, mm-hmm. and you get Ian McDiarmid in there as Palpatine, and uh, I, it's the, like it's there's nothing wrong with Empire. Um, Cloud City is so much better in the special edition than it is in in uh, in the original version, and the Wampa is so much cooler in the special oh, yeah. edition when you get that good look at it. But um, and, you know you can make your arguments about Jedi, but I think the Jedi does a pretty good job as well i prefer this special edition sarlacc so that tells you where i stand on that (laughs) yeah um i don't have a problem with that either yeah yeah. but uh if it were up to me if i were doing a perfect cut of return of the jedi you know what i would do i would have both songs i wouldn't pick one or the other because you've got like uh jedi rocks in uh in uh Uh the original uh laptinek and then uh and then you've got the one with the yasm i don't know the name i can't remember the name of the song but uh the one with the yasm in the special edition both awesome songs nothing wrong with either one so Mm -hmm. um but i would replace the end music with the ewok celebration music yeah yeah for sure it's the yubnub it's the yubnub everybody loves the yubnub everybody loves that (laughs) <laughs> uh that was quite the tangent uh let's get back into uh, so, this episode yeah i know i got you uh little does grievous know what anakin has planned ahsoka tano con- contacts clone captain rex when grievous is, uh grievous slips into their trap anakin has dispatched atte walkers into the asteroids rex orders them to open fire surprising grievous i'll finish this one grievous is effectively boxed in by republic forces he flees his doomed flagship hmm. in his starfighter, and Anakin gives chase. A near miss damages Anakin's fighter, and he spins out of control. So you mentioned this earlier. Like, again, another – this is, what, the second one in a row, maybe, yeah. th- was where he kind of slips into his ship. And I even thought that when I was watching, like, oh, man, they did the same. It's almost – he does the same thing, too. He does that little flip thing into his cockpit, and yeah. he flies out, and he's gone again. So he, a lot of him running and running scared – in these first few episodes. But you know what I got to say too, is like, I'm continue, I continue, like even now I'm watching this, I'm so impressed by the animation and how like the shots are, are, are set up or they're framed or filmed, whatever you yeah. want to call it. Just like, like there's a shot here with Grievous, um, like a close up, and it reminded me of seeing him in, in Revenge of the Sith. Uh, just the detail that they were able to do in these early seasons, man, it was so good. And especially it, now watching, it's really interesting. You know? Cause I'll agree with you about the opening of this episode up until this uh-huh. moment. Um, there's some really great stuff. And then mm-hmm. everything after this moment throughout the rest of this episode drives me nuts because it's just as animation or as the animation, it's just okay. the lighting. And I, uh, some of Ahsoka's animations are just not there. They're just okay. not there. There's a moment um, in in uh, 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 Gonak's ship where it looks like an animatic. It doesn't. It doesn't look like a completed shot. And um, I don't know if that's a production timeline issue or why that that necessarily happened. But there's. It's not as consistent as it is later in the series. And there there are some things about the style that they just hadn't figured out yet um, that it takes them a little while to figure mm-hmm. out. Um, and seeing this episode in high def, it, it definitely brought out a lot it of can't expose those that. Yeah, problems right. for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean like it's, I, the other thing is that I, 
I just have to say right now, um, the opening, like I said, the opening of this episode is great. The rest of these next two episodes, I just like, I had a hard time watching because it Mm. was just like, nothing was really happening. There was no character development. Um, It was just like, I don't know. It, it just, it just didn't, it just didn't ring true for me. It just felt very rushed um, and just not as solid as what I know the clone wars to be. So I just, I, it's really interesting. I think, um, cause when you look at it in hindsight, it's like, okay, we're very early in the production and we're still kind of finding the style of the series, still kind of figuring out exactly what this is. And it shows, I think it yeah. shows, but yeah. Um, that the starfighter stuff at the beginning of the episode was fantastic. And mm-hmm. and the reveal of the ATT walkers on the asteroids is just great. It's the sort of thing that it's the sort of devious maneuver that you would expect of Darth Vader. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. moments, but yeah. yeah definitely. Uh, here, oh, let, go me, ahead. let me continue. Yeah. Anakin awakens in the medical bay tended to by a medical droid. Grievous escaped. Bothawai is safe. But there's bad news. R2-D2 was lost in the battle. The little droid disappeared when Anakin's fighter crashed. I'm going to continue. Anakin was distraught over the disappearance of R2-D2. Not only was the little droid his friend, but Anakin never erased the droid's memory. The droid is filled with military, Republic military secrets. They must find that droid. Um, And uh, Obi-Wan is kind of... A little bit, a little bit insensitive, and that's that's an interesting yeah. thing about Obi Wan's character right? early in the series is that he's a lot colder, um, and so I think, honestly, I I I like it because it where we transition from Obi Wan, um, in Attack of the Clones and his relationship with Anakin there, which is very much adversarial, where he's kind of like, you know, you have to listen to me that the council this and the you know uh, the jedi code and whatever and they're very they're very confrontational a lot of the time and then you get to revenge of the sith and they're best friends and they trust each other and uh, and there's no there's kind of none of that quarreling sort of thing going on and as we watch this series unfold that transition happens Right. And Anakin gains Obi-Wan's trust and Anakin becomes wiser and makes better decisions and all of that sort of stuff. And I, I love it because it's great character development, but it makes that fall in Revenge of the Sith that much uh, uh, harder to take. Right. It's yeah. it's so uh, uh, kind of bittersweet because you're like, oh, Darth Vader. But you you mourn the loss of Anakin Skywalker and the hero that he was and the friend that he was to to Obi-Wan. And I always love. I always love that that um, whenever somebody does, because there's so many fan edits of this, where somebody takes that moment where Obi-Wan's telling Luke the story, and obviously he's omitting a lot, but where they kind of like intercut Obi-Wan, saying, you know, like, oh, I was once a Jedi Knight, the same as your father, and, uh, you know, he was a, you know, great pilot and a, and a, and a, and a better friend or whatever, yeah. and a great friend or whatever he says. And uh, you intercut that with like clips from the movies and clips from Clone Wars and just sort of like telling that story. Um, 
and sort of the heartbreaking aspect of it. So, you know, like we got to start here where they are now, where Anakin and Obi-Wan are kind of a little bit at odds, but um, it ends up in a really great place, I think. Yeah, no, you mentioned uh, Obi-Wan, and he is like throughout this, both these episodes, actually, um, he's pretty rough, you know, pretty, pretty gruff. And, but that's kind of a, what we somewhat expect from Obi-Wan. He's, he's straight down the line. We know what you, you know, what we should get with, with Obi-Wan and how he's going to react yeah. to things, especially with R2 and all that. So, you know, I have to mention too, that did you notice the, um, kind of towards the fight, towards the beginning of this, to the, uh, Grievous and his battle with uh, with Anakin and the Starfighters and Grievous yeah. kind of shows he's he's a pretty, pretty good pilot too. But did you notice the music? I had never noticed this before. They use this um, techno kind of techno, right? Yeah. So yeah. that's that's one of the other things that you're going to notice in season one is that, like I said, they were finding the style and they were trying to figure out what they were yeah. going to do. And because it was very anthology based, they you'll notice like they try and give every every arc its own kind of vibe. <clears throat> this episode is definitely, these two episodes are definitely the furthest away from, from anything star Wars. Um, and it's, it's really interesting cause it's quite terrible uh, <laughs> and very distracting. <laughs> it really takes you out of it. And I think they learned that lesson yeah. really fast because by the second half of this season, that stuff kind of starts to disappear. Um, yeah. Yeah. I never noticed yeah. it obviously in the beginning, but go back in this rewatch yeah definitely jumps out at you and like whoa and it continues throughout um i believe i know it's at least this episode maybe both episodes maybe but you do hear it pop up and like you said it's that techno kind of actiony you know whatever i don't know how you do it but you know what i mean like yeah it's you, like a dubstep like techno yeah yeah it was, it was just it was odd you know i'm like okay i i can understand where they're going they want to it's action based and there's a lot of stuff going on lightsaber fight here and there. Well, so it's, it's it kind of stuck out to me. It's very derivative of the matrix of that song. That's yeah. In the matrix. That's a good, that's exactly it right there. It exactly. sounds exactly like it. And it's, that's yeah. one of the things that's the most annoying about it, but that's yeah. it. I was trying to think of where I've, but that's exactly a nice, nice pickup there. Good pull. Um, yeah. So it's just something that jumped out at me and, and I'm sure you did to you. Listening, uh, Anakin is distraught over the disappearance of R2-D2. Not only was the little droid his friend, but Anakin never see uh, erased the droid's memory. The droid is filled with republic. Oh, you already did that one. Okay. <laughs> Ahsoka okay. Tano tries to cheer up Anakin by introducing him to his replacement astromech droid R3-S6 or Goldie. Anakin never befriends this new droid. He misses R2 too much. Uh, I'll keep do the next one. Anakin and Ahsoka board their banged-up uh, spice barrier, Twilight. And explore the asteroids. They find the empty wreckage of Anakin's fighter, as well as a Transdotion scavenger craft, the Vulture's Claw. They board it and meet a stinky junk dealer named Ganat. So, um, of course, I mean, this is R2, this is Anakin. Um, you know, these two are inseparable. You know, he mm-hmm. loves R2. It's his buddy. You can't, you can't replace him with some R3. Even though R3 is a newer unit, right? It's like, you know... I got the iPhone X here, but hey, I still like my iPhone 8. It's it's a trusty thing. I love it or whatever, mm-hmm. 7, 6, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, might, it might run a little slower, but it does everything I need to do. So um, it's just the newer version. But obviously there's a little twist to that, which we'll get to. Um, you want to keep going, Mike? Yeah, I, I, yeah. Anakin and Ahsoka board. Did, did we do this one? No. 
Anakin and Ahsoka board their banged up spice freighter, Twilight. Yeah, we just don't. Oh, do yeah, we? Okay. Gonnax <laughs> claims he's never seen R2-D2. Anakin and Ahsoka don't see it, but Goldie secretly activates a pair of assassin droids in Gonnax's ship, which attack the Jedi. Realizing that they're going, getting nowhere, the Jedi return to their ship. Uh, that that description kind of skips over some stuff. It's you know these um, these old StarWars.com uh, episode galleries with their descriptions. <clears throat> they're really hard for us to follow. I I'm just gonna call it out because there's a lot of yeah. us going like, do we do this one? Do we do? Because they skip over chunks of the episode, um, mm-hmm. and it it can be and some of the the. the uh, these sentences all start very similarly. Anakin awakens in. Anakin is distraught. Ahsoka Tano tries to cheer up Anakin. Anakin and Ahsoka board their banged up ball. It always starts with a character, right? So, I'm just saying that so that <laughs> yeah. people understand why we're having this hard time. I gotta, I, I'll, I'll problem solve this for the next episode, <laughs> but uh, just bear with us for this one. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So there, there's a there's a pretty big chunk of this that they kind of skip over of them sort of inspecting the hold and that sort of thing. Um, right. But I uh, I voiced by Ron Perlman. Um, I, oh, is it really? I didn't yeah, notice that. Yeah. I didn't notice. Okay. Uh, yeah. Expertly oh. voiced by Ron Perlman, one of the greats, nice. one of my favorites. <laughs> um, he does a great up, great job in this episode. Uh, well, in these episodes. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, obviously, Nact is up to something and then goldie is we're starting to figure out that goldie is not what it's okay where did where did he i'm i'm trying to think here he just kind of showed up on on with the republic right i mean they didn't really show how they got him so there's a there's a little piece at the very beginning of this episode where obi-wan mentions how grievous always manages to know where they are before right they even get there. Yeah. Um, and the implication there is that Goldie here. Yeah. Somebody is, um, tipping them off. Right. So, yeah. Okay. So it's more of a, we don't need to know when they got him. He was just planted by Grievous at some point and he's been kind of doing his thing on. Okay. So, uh, Ganok was lying. He indeed, he did indeed carry R2-D2 and he plans on delivering the droid to the separatists. Anakin returns to patrol duty and once again tangles with General Grievous and his space forces. Despite R3-S6's repeatedly inability to do anything right, Anakin escapes Grievous's attack. Unhappy with Goldie's shortcomings, Anakin is determined to get R2-D2 back. So that's how the, um, ep- that particular episode ends. It's a pretty cool fight, actually. Uh, you know, animation aside, and I didn't really notice it as much as you did. Maybe I wasn't mm-hmm. paying as much attention, or I just noticed like the front of it. Um, but you know, I, this I'm a big, I love you know lightsaber fights. My favorite thing in Star Wars is lightsaber fights, and um, seeing Anakin go back to do his thing with Ahsoka, kind of tagging along, holding her own, and Grievous, and or the assassin droids at this point, assassin droids. Uh, just I, I always love that. I, I just love seeing Anakin do his thing, and and. Uh, finish this thing out but yeah we get to more of this later mm-hmm. on with with grievous which gets uh, actually really good for me so um the next one is duel of the droids yeah rob coleman directing writer kevin campbell uh you hold on to friends by keeping your heart a little softer than your head so ganok's uh salvage ship the vultures claw approaches the storm cloud covered moon of rusan and opens communications with general grievous 
The slimy Noct is insistent on getting paid promptly for his services. Sealed within a cargo hold aboard the scavenger vessel is the captive R2-D2. So he's got R2. Um, at this point, I'm trying to think. At this point, does he know what he has with... No, he doesn't yet. Um, as far as, like, not only does he have R2, but he's got, like, all this information. I don't think he knows it quite yet. Yeah. But he knows he's got something that Grievous wants... And he wants a little bit of more money for it. Um, you know, exchanging, he wants to exchange R2 for cash. He, he calls it exchange for cash. But uh, Anakin and Ahsoka, they're searching for, uh, they're searching for R2 and they get the signal. And Anakin, it's like, he knows, right? He knows it's R2. He doesn't even have to, he doesn't even have to think about it. This little, here's the beep or whatever. And uh, he's like, no, that's R2. Let's go. You know, so it's kind of, Kind of the thing with Anakin, I kind of, I kind of like that. Like he knows his droid more better than anybody, and he knows, mm-hmm. even though the beasts have got to be like, for R two units, got to be the same, right? I mean, I mean, R three has a little bit different, but maybe all the R two units are probably the same, but, but uh, not with Anakin. He kind of, he knows everything. So, well, um, what one of the things that's kind of in the established canon is that um, the less frequently you, uh, you you wipe the memory of a droid, they, they start to basically uh, create their own subroutines and that's where personality comes from. And, and R2 has never been wiped and that's what makes him R2. Right. Okay. So most droids undergo regular memory wipes, but R2 has never in the in like ever been been memory wiped and i i remember in um this is legends now but in i uh, i think it was in the joiner trilogy after which takes place immediately after the um the yuzan vong i uh, sort of that whole saga ends um there's a lot of stuff because that that was the first the joiner trilogy was the first i uh, other than the Yuuzhan Vong stuff, is the first post-Return of the Jedi content after the prequels were done. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I like, the Yuuzhan Vong stuff was so focused on its own stuff. But, but the Joiner trilogy started to bring in some of the prequel elements. And one of the things that they started going into is that Luke figured out that R2 had all of this old stuff on him that, that he didn't know. So like recordings, uh, one of the big things was that there was the recording of, um, the moment that, that Anakin turns right. Um, on Mustafar and, and the confrontation with Obi-Wan and all that sort of stuff. Um, because R2 is there recording it all. And, I. Uh, uh, one of the things is that R2, because he's never had his memory wiped, he's kind of almost like losing it a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's like kind of there's he's got so much in his memory banks that he <laughs> a little crazy yeah, yeah that yeah. he's kind of starting to go a little bit a little bit he's becoming a little bit unreliable um, and I, I always thought that was kind of a cool story it's not necessarily the way that I would go with it but um, I always thought that was really cool in the Force Awakens the way that they um, sort of carry that through line into the canon is the idea that when R2 wakes up, um, he's got, he, when he interfaced with the death star, he downloaded a bunch of the empire's 
schematics and, you know, like data and all of that sort of thing. And that's why he has the rest of the map that, yeah. that, uh, that, so it's not like Luke put it there. Um, if anything, Luke maybe like, like took out the chunk and R2 already had the, that map. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, as part of like Vader's personal, whatever. Right. Um, right. yeah. So I, I, this idea that that a that R two's never been like that that Anakin never wipes his memory, <clears throat> um, and that he's also like incredibly valuable. Like this is why, right? Um, but it also makes R two very quirky and not necessarily he doesn't necessarily follow orders. But as we know, R two is the real hero of the uh, the yeah. prequel and original <laughs> trilogy. It's one yeah. of the things that I actually. I love the sequel trilogy. I love it a lot and I love BB-8, but my only major issue is that R2 is almost useless in both yeah. The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi, and to me that's a bit of an issue. I think that I think that R2 needs to make a bit of a comeback in in the Hopefully. next one. Hopefully um, not. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I was covered in all of episode 7 and then Yeah. And I think now that Luke is gone, I think that maybe R2 can kind of move on and, and start serving somebody else. Um, yeah. And, uh, and become okay. useful again. Cause he was kind of, I mean, he does, he has a great moment in the, in the last Jedi. Like, don't get me wrong. The moment with him and Luke is one oh, of yeah. my favorite moments in that oh, movie, yeah. but yeah. he doesn't really, other than that, he doesn't really do much. And he doesn't, he doesn't adventure. He's never a part of the adventure in, in, any of that in either mm-hmm. of those movies. And that's sort of the thing that's disappointing to me. Obviously BB eight fills that role, but I don't know. I've always no, seen R2 as the real hero of star yeah. Wars. So it's, uh, I don't know. I guess I probably feel about R2 the way that you feel about Luke. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Uh, yeah. yeah. But maybe, maybe R2 will uh, latch on to Ray or something. And yeah. Just, yeah. You know, go that route. So, um, yeah, go ahead, Mike. Where are we? Are we on the second paragraph elsewhere? here? Uh, yeah. yeah, elsewhere the twilight scours nearby space for Grievous's secret station. Aboard, Ahsoka Tano intercepts a brief signal that R2-D2 managed to broadcast. Anakin Skywalker recognizes it as his droid's whistle. He orders Captain Rex to trace the signal. Ahsoka reminds Anakin that their orders are to find the Separatist listening post, but Anakin justifies his shift in priorities that suggesting that perhaps... R2-D2 is at the listening post. I like it because when he springs that up, Obi-Wan suddenly changes the tune. He's like, okay, you got to get that droid back. <laughs> get <laughs> like him. They, they have it at the listening post. Yeah, definitely. Uh, in the skies of the Rusin Moon, Ganat vessel lands at Skytop Station. A Trade Federation core ship converted it into a listening post. Nock marches the uh, captive R2-D2 inside and is met by General Grievous. Grievous orders the little droid torn apart and sifted for information. Gonok then takes the droid to a terrifying disassembly chamber. And this was another thing, like this meeting with R2, the meeting of R2 and Grievous. And and you're right, like this paragraph is right. Like it's like a torture chamber. I mean, you got like R2 is spread out. He's He's got all these parts laying everywhere and he's still kind of, you know, his his memory yeah. banks or whatever are still open. It's like, it's a little, it's a little, a little torture chamber. I was like, oh man, that's, that's pretty harsh. So, uh, but uh yeah, the listening post and or it's, I mean the uh, the whistles. I, I was talking about that earlier. It mentions it here as far as uh, Anakin and Ahsoka's like, "Are you sure? Like, I don't know if that's him or not." But Anakin's like, "No, it's 
It's her. Don't don't worry. It's her. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go ahead, Mike. <clears throat> Uh, yeah, I, uh, sorry, where are we? Where are, in the skies? where are we? In the skies. No, no, no. no you just right. did that one, right. yeah. Yeah. The twilight emerges in the Rusan system and, it, and detects the presence of Skytop Station. Anakin recognizes it as a separatist, inst- a separatist installation. Skywalker, Ahsoka, Rex, and a team of four clones prep for the insertion mission, and they're taking R3-S6 with them to help maneuver past the station's computer systems and sealed passageways. Rex gets the job of carrying the droid during their insertion drop. Rex isn't too happy about it either. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they did a little uh, point break, a uh, little jump, and yeah, you know, yeah. just just go for it, just land. Yeah, just, just just jump. The strike team jumps from the spice freighter and free falls to the station. Anakin cuts through the hole with his lightsaber. The troops enter and quickly subdue a battle droid patrol. Anakin orders Ahsoka to lead the squad in destroying the reactors while he searches for R two D two. The plan is to cripple the station's repulsor lifts and let gravity uh, do the rest. So, like I said, like it was just like this cool little you know point break moment where they get to jump out and Anakin finds the listening post and um, he's like, "Yep, you know, it's, it's almost like it reminded me of as he, as he's Vader as soon as he sees the rebel, uh, you know, the rebel hiding, the rebel on rebels on Hoth. He's like, ah, oh, that's it, the rebels are yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> Good." Hey, you got this one marked. We know where we're at. All yeah. Right. <laughs> R2-D2 has been dissected. His splayed body parts lay strewn atop the chop shop table while Ganact probes the little droid's protected files. Nact uncovers some sensitive Republic data. The Trandoshan scavenger excitedly calls Grievous with news that the droid's mission memory has never been erased. Ga, pleased with himself, demands an increase in his fee. All Grievous offers, however, is a lightsaber stabbed through Ganak's back. The Trandoshan is instantly killed. Wow. Uh, that General Grievous, he's a real jerk. It's not very good businessman, <laughs> I think. Well, it's funny, too. Like, not funny, but, I mean, it's, uh, like, okay, did he, was he going to kill him anyway? Probably. I mean, with Grievous, it's hard to tell, like, what he's going to do. Like, uh, is he going to, like, what, did he do that just because you asked for more money or was he going to do that anyway? You know what I mean? It's like probably he was going to do that no matter what was going on. But, but man, I'll tell you what, what a, a batch of information to have. I mean, holy crap. You got pretty much, uh, you know, all, what do they say? The, the Republic's formations and, and strategies. And to have that, if Grievous were to keep yeah. that and have that and use that, Oh, look out. That's a, that's major trouble. So, um, not obviously Anakin wants to get R2 uh, because of that, but more so because that's his droid and he doesn't want anything to happen. But mm. wow, talk about some crazy information. Yeah, that's that's some big stuff right there. Uh, as Ahsoka leads her troops deeper into the station, R3-S6 opens a transmission to General Grievous. The little gold droid is a double agent. Rex and Ahsoka find the rea- reactor room, but the alar- general alarm has triggered a ray shield that prevents them from entering. Battle droid reinforcements arrive from either end of the corridor and open fire, forcing the clones to scatter for cover. So, yeah, this is where we get uh, the ultimate reveal that um, Goalie there has been uh, a double agent, if you will, and yeah. uh, kind of messing everything up. So uh, we'll deal with it here in a second. Go ahead, Mike. We'll continue. Yeah. Grievous arrives at the corridor, unimpressed by Ahsoka and the clones. He ignites his lightsaber. Ahsoka does the same and charges the general. Grievous quickly overpowers her, tossing her aside. 
Grievous knocks out Rex, and as the cyborg general is about to plunge his lightsaber into the clone captain, Ahsoka stops his blade with hers. So cool get, little action scene. Yeah, yeah we get, we get Ahsoka um, definitely overpowered by Grievous, but holding her own. Yeah, no, that's uh, exactly what I wrote down. Is yeah. is too powerful, but she does hold her own. I, I just really I thought it was a great fight, really cool. And in a few episodes, we're going to see Ahsoka go up against Asajj Ventress as well. Um, in their first confrontation. So, uh, yeah, uh, uh, Ahsoka, you know, this is one of those moments where you start to go like, oh, maybe this Ahsoka is actually, actually <laughs> kind of cool. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, I was really impressed. Um, I just, it's like, I forgot. Like I said, obviously, we've gone through these again. It's been years and just really loved, loved how they they, uh, they did this fight. Like you said, she, Grievous is tough, obviously, Um a little too much, like you said, Mike. A little too much for Ahsoka, but like you said, she holds her own for a little bit there, and yeah. it, really cool to see her come out of nowhere to save, kind of, kind of like Anakin did to Obi Wan in, in Episode Two. Kind of just flies out of nowhere and, and blocks that that uh, death blow, I guess you call it, from Grievous over Rex. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, really cool moment. Uh, Ahsoka is, uh, wait, excuse me, uh, where let's see we're at. Uh, Ahsoka is nimble. Yeah. 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 Ahsoka is nimble enough to avoid Grievous's swipes as she runs away with R3S6 following. Grievous alerts his troops about a second Jedi in the station while he continues to pursue the young girl. In a darkened storage room, Grievous stalks Ahsoka. She overhears the general confer with R3S6, who updates Grievous on the Jedi's mission, uh, Jedi mission. Ahsoka finally realizes that Goldie has been a spy and a saboteur all this time. Uh, elsewhere, Anakin crosses paths with the Magna Guards, transporting R2-D2. He cuts through the droids, and R2 begins to pull his body together. Reunited with R2, Anakin then radios the Twilight to rendezvous at the South Landing Bay for extraction. As Ahsoka hides from General Grievous, she overhears the cyborg confer with a treacherous R3-S6. She finally realizes that Goldie has been a spy and a saboteur all this time, Grievous dispatches R3 to interfere with Anakin's escape efforts. Ahsoka carelessly drops her guard and is plucked into uh, into the air by Grievous, who lifts her body off the ground by her throat. He grabs her lightsaber, eager to add to his collection. Man, she's getting uh, she's kind of stalking mm-hmm. around here, and then all of a sudden her beeper uh, calmly goes off. Yeah. Uh, but you know, Grievous is right there to show. Uh, she actually gets out by. I, was, I had to rewind it. I think. Um, she knocks his lightsaber out of his hand, but something, what is it, the ship moves or, um, let's see, I had it written down here too somewhere, how she gets away because I'm like, wait, how did she just get out of his his grip? You know, this is grievous. He doesn't really let anybody uh, go usually. So, um, let's see. Yeah, says, I, don't, I don't remember how she managed to escape from him. Oh, that's right. Ahsoka uses the shock from the station's reactor exploding mm. to push Grievous's hand. Uh, it's the one holding her lightsaber, and she slices off the other hand from the wrist. So she's able to escape from the from the neck lift. So that's what it was. It was a shock from the reactor exploding. So uh, anyway, go ahead, Mike. Uh, the Twilight docks at the landing bay. Anakin, R2-D2, R3-S6, Rex, and Trooper Denal arrive at the rendezvous point. Goldie slams the blast door shut on Anakin and the clones and sends battle droids after them. Anakin realizes his suspicions about R3's true loyalties were correct. 
A firefight erupts in the hangar, and Anakin orders Rex to trigger the explosives, even though none of them has yet to leave the station. So yeah, this is the droid po- the droid poppers, right? Yeah, those those things. Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, talk about a perfect uh, weapon to use against these things. It just it's kind of like a almost like an ion cannon type of thing, where it just yeah. renders them you know kind of useless. So that obviously works fantastic on the the droids here. Uh, Explosions erupt deep in the station, shaking the whole structure. Ahsoka takes advantage of the, uh, of the distraction to escape from Grievous's grip and scurry away from the enraged cyborg. Grievous makes his way to his hangar and leaves the dying uh, station uh, and leaves the dying station aboard his personal uh, starfire. So here again, <laughs> Grievous, man, he's so good at that. I, I know I remember all the uh, kind of like the jokes um, mm-hmm. about him. You know, doing this, he's always like the first one to rush out. But that's what makes Grievous kind of Grievous. He's pretty, uh, he's pretty like badass character, but yeah, he's he's kind of a scaredy cat too. Totally. <laughs> Anakin orders R two to get to the hang- to get the hangar do- bay doors open by venturing through an access hatch to an exterior maintenance catwalk and unlocking the doors from outside. R two D two braves the winds as the station plummets through the cloud clouds. R3-S6 follows him, and the two droids begin to fight. So this is our, uh, yeah, this is where is, our duel of the droids comes from. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ahsoka cuts her way into the south hangar and reunites with her master. They fight back-to-back, defending against, against the droids. R2-D2 defeats Goldie and opens the door, allowing Anakin, Ahsoka, Rex, and Dadal to escape aboard the Twilight. And you know what? Before you finish it up, um, this fight with Anakin and the assassin droids um towards the end here uh, i think at one point i, I kind of remember this too at one point anakin gets uh cool fight again i love seeing these, these anakin fight these assassin droids um he gets tagged i think it's in the shoulder he gets a he gets a shot in the shoulder and it's kind of subtle but there's a, a quick shot of him and he gets like super angry you can see like the anger kind of like overtake him for a second and he just goes you know, crazy on these things and it mm-hmm. cuts them down within a, you know, a second or two. But I just thought it was cool. Like, I don't know if I'm just seeing that myself or if they actually kind of did that. Is that like a, is that something that subtly they put in there or am I just seeing it? My own imaginations, putting that in there and this was into his character because I know that's how he is. You know, he gets angry and, he, and things happen. I don't know if that's whatever way it is. I just thought it was cool. Personally, I, that's what I saw. No, they they definitely they definitely imply uh, the the darkness throughout this series, right? There's there's a lot of moments where they kind of show him uh, show that anger and that 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 temper. Um, And I think this is one of them. I mean, R two is threatened, and you know, like he's not gonna take that lying down. So uh, I think it's the same shoulder that Luke hits him with too. I don't know, but I can't remember. But anyway, yeah, I know. I thought it was kind of cool. I just love seeing the little nods to his character development where it's at at this point because um, we're getting close to totally. Uh, end of this. So um, I think uh, we're on the last one. Later, as yeah. the as the Twilight flies away from Rusan, Anakin reports to Obi Wan Kenobi, who is incredulous at the risks Skywalker took to save R two D two. But Anakin has no regrets. R two D two is more than a droid. He is a friend, and that's kind of like obviously the. Uh, part of the story that kind of hits you is like, yeah, that's, that's his, that's his little buddy, you know? And, and it's uh, like you said, it, it kind of makes 
seeing him in in the sequel trilogy, I, I think you're right. You know, you, I, I think a lot of people miss R2 and to not see him basically do anything in, in The Force Awakens and the little, you know, impact he had on. And I don't know we're trying to make way for BB-8 and it's like his time now, but I, I'm with you, man. I, I, I can't I hopefully in episode nine, we can see a little more R2. Yeah. And uh, and maybe him hooking up with Ray and maybe Ray's his new. I'd like, yeah, I'd like to see BB go with Poe and actually stick with Poe this time. Uh, And then, uh, and then R2 go with Ray. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I actually, I really like the trio of R2, Ray and Chewbacca because I feel like the thing there is that like, these are the three characters who are kind of orphaned. They're all kind of like 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 R two doesn't have Luke anymore. Uh, Chewie doesn't have Han, and Ray obviously is completely lost. Right, so the yeah. three of them kind of coming together in that way, I think, is really is is that could actually be really cool and a really great thing thematically to do. But uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what they've got in store for us for episode nine. Starts filming soon. Yeah, soon. July, August. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure we're gonna get that uh, that that clapboard Instagram post any day now. <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. It's gonna be fun. Uh, yeah, like I said, R two. Obviously, uh, like you said, he does his duel with R three at the end. There. Yeah. Um, takes over. Uses his his skills and his uh, doodads and doohickeys or whatever to his advantage, which he has always done. So it's obviously uh, cool to see that. But yeah, you know, as far as these episodes, I, I, like I said, I keep going back to these and I'm having a great time watching them. Um, I didn't notice the, uh, the animation aspect like you did. I think, I think I noticed the beginning. I thought, oh, this looks pretty good, especially the grievous thing. And I, I kind of, I didn't really notice much after that. I have to go back and just see where I think I know where you're talking about where parts of it. You just like, yeah, that left. Maybe they didn't, you know, concentrate on this particular end of the episode that well. And, and the production line, like he talked about, who knows where it was. So, um, but overall definitely had a good time with this. And like I said, love seeing, it's just fun to go back and see Anakin and, and Ahsoka and do their thing. And the lightsaber action and Grievous and Obi-Wan. It's just, I'm really having a great time going back. And, you know, we haven't, seen these these characters in a long time you know on the screen and and especially anakin and and so it's it's fun to go back and, and see obi-wan especially obi-wan too so uh good time with these yeah for sure um yeah i mean like i definitely had some issues with these two episodes but overall i mean like they're fine there's nothing they're not they're not as offensive as star wars the clone wars gets to me later on in this series there's a few episodes oh, yeah. that i just cannot stand um <laughs> Yeah. yeah, like if we ever get to season five, we're just not even going to go back to the Joy <laughs> trilogy. I, I, you can do it with somebody else, okay. you know, like get in a guest host because I'm not – I don't want to watch those again. Um, <laughs> as much as I love Gregor and his episode, I, I, it, yeah. Yeah, A Sunny Day in the Void is the all-time worst episode of both series, Clone Wars and That's Star Wars. That's a strange movies. one. Yeah, yeah, definitely a strange yeah, it's a one. Very <laughs> weird episode of Star Wars. You know what though? I mean, like maybe uh, there's some similarities between a sunny day in the void and the Last Jedi, and that, you know, like I maybe yeah. if I think about that, I can understand where some people are at with the Last Jedi. But, um, 
that's a long ways down the road. Uh, coming up next week, we've got the episode Bombad Jedi. First appearance yeah. of Jar Jar Binks in the series. Uh, Padme travels to Rodia to meet with old family friend Onakanda Far about the lack of food rations. Unfortunately, Far has just made a deal with the Separatists. Padme is in prison, leaving it up to Jar Jar Binks and C-3PO to rescue her. An unlikely duo if there ever was one. Uh, wow. Yeah, I, I'm excited for this one. I'm Talking excited for this Jar Jar Binks. Wow, yeah. how long has it been since we talked Jar Jar Binks? Crazy. Yeah, exactly. So uh, <laughs> Ever. get ready for Ever. that. Yeah. Jar Jar coming up next week. Uh, yeah. on uh, on our Clone Wars special edition rewatch. Of course, if you guys want to join along with us, don't forget to watch the episodes and tweet uh, at us, or you know, use Instagram, Facebook. Just use the hashtag Clone Wars SE uh, for Clone Wars special edition. And uh, we'll gather those, and uh, and and if you if you use that hashtag, you might get mentioned in the episode. Um, of course, you can also email us mail at uh, no, sorry, oh my god, we're doing Clone Wars, so I almost said mail at clonewarspodcast.com. Yeah. Technically, you can still reach us at that email, but the email for this show is rebelspodcast at gmail.com. I, uh, uh, you guys uh, know if you want to stay up to date with all the latest Star Wars animation news, you can do that by heading to rebelcells.com. And of course, if you want to follow us on Facebook, you can do that by going to facebook.com slash rebelspodcast and on Twitter at rebelspodcast. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at arkwolf, A-R-K-W-U-L-F. And you can follow Matt at the crankster. That is crankster with a K. And uh, we're part of the Thunderquack Podcast Network. Head to thunderquack.com to check out all the other great podcasts in the network. And, uh, you know, I, I, I leave some uh, reviews and uh, and ratings and stuff like that on iTunes or uh, Google Play or whatever uh, podcast app you're listening to this in. It helps other people find the show. And uh, we really appreciate everybody who does do that. If you want to support the show, you can do that two ways. First, by heading to store.thunderquack.com to pick up some merch, uh, like T-shirt, cell phone case, pillow, duvet cover. Uh, there's all sorts of stuff through our Redbubble store, which you can get to really easily by heading to store.thunderquack.com. Uh, the other way to support us is by heading to Patreon, patreon.com slash thunderquack. Like I said, we're going to have an exclusive solo spoiler cast up uh, sometime early next week just for <coughs> sorry, <coughs> Patreon supporters at the $1 and above level. So just a dollar is all that you'll need to do. And, you know, you can jump in there. You can just pay the dollar this month and then cancel it after you've listened to the episode, but I hope, (coughs) sorry, there's something in my throat. This is the sneakiness, right? (laughs) I hope that once you're in there, you'll go, oh, wait, look at all this great content. Okay, I'll keep giving you guys a dollar. Uh, that's the plan. That's the plan. That's my sneaky plan, uh, my Jedi yes. mind trick. So um, now that I've told you, it maybe won't work. But uh, but you know what? I hope that you get in there, you check it out, and you see all the great content that we do produce for our uh, Patreon supporters at patreon.com slash thunderquack, and you consider uh, pledging and sticking with us and helping us make Thunderquack better. Uh, but that is it for this week. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll be back next week for the episode Bombad Jedi. See you next week. Enjoy Solo!